Welcome to The Leadership Line, a podcast that covers everyday work issues. From dealing with jerks at work to feeling burnt out, Tammy and Scott's experience, along with their different perspectives, help listeners grow, examine realistic options and alternatives, and identify those actionable solutions to the tough issues we face every day at work. So on today's episode, I thought we could talk about the top traits of a good hire. So when you're hiring someone, what are some of the traits that you look for? What are like the necessary ones? And then what are the ones that make people really stand out? Oh, I have a really strong opinion about that. Scott, do you? Yeah. I I mean, in today's talent market, I think it's the ability to fog a mirror. Hey, you showed up and you said, yes, you're hired. You're done. Done. Sign here. Here, Here's here's a sign on bonus. (laughs) And should we talk about um, how many problems that causes? Okay. I mean, talk about the pain. I mean, seriously, I we're seeing companies panic and it's just like higher, 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 just higher. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out later. Oh my gosh. You are creating such chaos. If you are hiring willy nilly. Yeah. So, so set that aside. (laughs) Hard to Scott. Because how many companies are we see doing that right now? Just hire them. It's okay. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a fair amount. It's okay. <laughs> um, you know, so if, if you kind of think about there, there's a, I think there's several. Okay. We should probably pick one to talk about. <laughs> okay, so let's just start here, right? Showing up, showing up on time, getting along with others, and doing what your boss says. That's like. Minimum expectations, right? It doesn't really matter. If you don't have those four things, you're not going to be successful in a workplace. If you're a Luncioni fan, he talks about three things in the the ideal team player. Humble, hungry, smart. I love that. Yeah. So I I think there's there's a couple perspectives of like, this is the base, just to have the basics covered. Now, let's talk about, oh, if they're like a superstar, what would be that trait? So let me, can I tell you a story? If it's a good one, yes. Years and years and years ago, um, my husband, Michael, was uh, in the process of looking for a new job. And Michael comes out of kind of the tech data, you know, um, world. And he actually started in a computer center. And he was the guy who, you know, put the tapes on and put the paper and the printer and all that kind of stuff. And then he moved. And at that time period, everything that was done was done with cards, right? In terms of programming. And then he he moved from that to when the very first, the very first Apple computer was actually created. They got one at work and they looked and said, Michael, you like this stuff, you figure it out. Right. And so, I mean, he has literally been through this kind of each step along the way from big, huge supercomputers to what we're doing today in terms of the technology. And as he was looking for a job, he's like, Tammy, I, I, I've just gone through all these transitions and I've gone through all these changes and nobody wants the old guy. And I remember saying to him, it's not the old guy. It's the guy who learned something new. Every time something new came along, you were the guy that said, can you figure this out? And you were like, yep. And you went and figured it out. I said, that's your superpower is no matter what they throw at you, you go figure it out. 
I actually think that just might be the most important trait of anybody in the workforce today. It's the, I am not done yet. I'm going to go learn more. I'm going to figure it out. I'm a problem solver. I'm going to learn something new. I think that. Yeah. And and I I think there's some things that surround that when I think about it, because it's like, oh yeah, do they learn? And then do, do they support others to learn? So to me, it's, it's, you know, it's kind of like layering the learning. Did you learn? Are you sharing those experiences? Are you growing yourself and others? Whether you're a leader or not, there's a piece that's like, hey, let's be better together. Okay. It's so funny that you say that because Michael and I play strategy games all the time and I love to crush him. And what he loves is the cooperative games where we win together. <laughs> so what you're really saying is Michael's better than I am because he's like, no, let's do it together. I'm like, no, I want to stomp on you. No, I don't know that I could make that blanket statement because <laughs> is the goal, is your goal, is together your goal to stomp? Right. Well, if together your goal is to stomp and you're playing against others and you're cooperative to win, then I'd say, oh yeah. And isn't that really insight? So are you aligned with the entity that you work with? Right. Are you aligned for yourself? Right. And so the piece about that, right, is if you're going to work for an organization, it's critically important that you're aligned with them versus putting yourself first and the organization second, third, fourth, fifth. And I do think sometimes um, we have staff members who don't quite understand. That's kind of what the relationship is about, is you have been hired to help that organization succeed. And of course, we want you as an individual to succeed as well. And you've been hired to help that organization succeed. That's why you've been brought in. So honestly, when I'm playing games against Michael, The organization is not him and I together, right? It is about me. (laughs) And I love your point of view that it is important that if you are learning, it's not just about you. And especially if you're learning on the organization's dime, they're paying for the training and they're paying for your practical experience, right? That you have to make sure that you are looking at that with the organization in mind, that there's a payback for the people who are actually funding that opportunity. If being a lifelong learner is kind of that, that element, I think we have to say, okay, what, what makes someone or what drives someone to be that? I know for me, right. Because I would tell you, I think I am a lifelong learner. Um, For me, it is truly about achievement. And it's, again, not just my achievement, but it's the achievement of the whole that I am working with in that spot. And achievement, what happens in that spot, and I am going to be really forthright about that. It's like big issue. And it's like, I have to figure out how to do that. I have to figure out how to uh, like win. I have to figure out how to get over that hurdle. I have to figure out how to get from here to there. And I remember COVID and thinking, I I do stuff in the classroom. What am I going to do? And figuring out how to 
overcome that barrier and still have a company and still be profitable and still enjoy what I'm doing and still have an impact on people's lives, everything changed. And overcoming that hurdle ended up being fun. And I know nobody wants to hear that COVID's supposed to be terrible. Yes, it's terrible. And solving the problems that came along with COVID for me and my organization, that was invigorating. I actually learned more than I can even imagine. So I think part of it is that thing that says, I want to achieve. I want to beat that. I want to win. I want to get past it. That is one of the characteristics of being a lifelong learner. The problem comes and you're like, I'm going to go after that. I, I kind of have some attention to results. So I, I like to get certain results. So I, I love to, to learn and solve problems to get better, better results, whatever that is. Can we do this faster? Can we do it cheaper? Can it be more impactful? Can we, I mean, that, that you to like me, to keep score. Oh, I love to keep score. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and so part of that, I think that's part. And then the other thing I absolutely, I truly, truly love is how do I take, Hey, I learned this new thing. How does that connect to this other thing that I learned? And can we put it together and synthesize something that's even more impactful? So in some ways, it's the synthesis that ends up in creation. Yeah, the, the creation piece and connecting, interconnecting those pieces. I, I personally, I love that. I was going to say, if I look at our relationship, Scott, that truly is who you are, right? That's not who I am, which is interesting in that spot, right? So I love the problem solving. I think you are the creator. And so it's interesting in that space that it's still about learning, but there's a different reason. There's a different motivation, a different driver in that. You and I both love to keep score though, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, you and I measure it differently, but we, I, I can tell you, what did I do last month? What did I do this month? A year ago, comparing that. I mean, I love, love, love to keep score. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're the creator, right? I'm the problem solver and we both are scorekeepers. I think there is a piece. I do have a desire. I would like to be fluent in Spanish. Really? Yeah, I really, I really would. I I see a lot of, of application. The problem is other things pique my desire to learn and do. And so that always gets pushed down. So it's not the most important. It's not the most important. So some of there, I think there's a discernment piece of what do I want? What do I want to learn? And do I have to learn this right now? Oh, so part of it is have to COVID have to, right. Versus leisure or interest. Yeah. So, and, and, and you think about it for you when, when COVID came, you had to learn because your business depended on it. It's right. That's true. And so there, I think there is a, you know, kind of like, Hey, um, you have to learn this or we are going to fire you. Oh, that, that I, now are they really lifelong learners then? Inspiration versus desperation. Yeah. Okay. So I hear you in that spot, you know, um, I'll give you another one. That's questionable. 
Okay. And I actually fit this. When someone says, you can't do that. I guarantee you I'm going to do it. Okay. It's like waving a big red flag in front of a bull. If you tell me, Tammy, you aren't going to be able to, you know, hike that, that mountain. I'm going to be like, oh yeah, let me show you. Tammy, you can't do a triathlon. Yeah. Let me show you. Tammy, you can't negotiate that. Let me show you. So I will tell you that sometimes I have to go learn skills that I don't currently have. And in that space, right. That sometimes is a screw you. Mm -hmm. kind of a move, right? So there's this, I admit, maybe that one was in COVID was desperation, but it was also exhilarating. So it didn't feel like desperation to me in that moment. Okay. But I definitely have this, I'll show you. That's another reason why I keep learning things because people underestimate me. And when they underestimate me, I go learn stuff. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think there's lots of reasons. I have a really good example of that, Tammy. Oh, go for it. We were we were axe throwing uh, one weekend, <laughs> and uh, Tammy's just you know throwing it, not really caring. And then I I poked a little fun and I made it a competition, you and did. miraculously Tammy went from like a C team player to an A team player just like that. So yeah, that's you know, so accurate. <laughs> a little focus, and again that keeping score thing. I do like to beat. I mean, there's no question I'm competitive. So I think that is a really interesting question in this space. What is it that motivates people? And we just came up with a bunch, but I bet you there's a bunch more. I really, really would love to have folks tell us what encourages them or motivates them or inspires them to be a life partner. Yeah. And and I think it's, I think I, I would even be curious to say, what triggers you to say, I want to go learn that when, when it is not a, I have to scenario, yeah. because that to me is what is, I think is interesting is when it's, I have to, I, I have to, therefore I'm, I'm going to, so that I keep my job or whatever that is. Okay. I, I think we have to set those aside to me. I'm super interested in when you are just like, oh, I'm going to go learn this I think there's a really interesting learning lesson for an organization in that then, mm-hmm. right? If we can understand what it is that that really motivates folks, the triggers or the levers that make it such that they want to go learn something, then as an organization, we can create that environment, not to manipulate, but to actually keep it exciting and fresh and enthusiastic for those people who truly, truly want to expand to become more to level up. And I can tell you, that's the thing that, that drives my husband. He gets so bored that that's why he's constantly going out to the next thing. Cause he gets bored and, and he needs something to keep him interested. So what is it? Because as an organization, if we can harness that, then we can create that environment and attract those lifelong learners. Mm-hmm. For people listening, we would like to know what motivates you to say, I want to go learn that. And then we're going to do this super scientific study that says whatever comments and statements people put on LinkedIn or email us, we'll do another podcast later. And maybe we can interview some of these folks so we can understand their perspective and bring them on the podcast. Yeah, that'd be great. 
You want to be you. You, want, you want to be a hostage? I mean, a guest <laughs> on our podcast. Let us know what you Let think, and I'll do my best to keep Scott from like being mean. And that wraps up this week's episode of the Leadership Line. As we mentioned in this episode, we would love to hear from you. What motivates you to learn something that you're not necessarily required to learn? Feel free to reach out to us on our LinkedIn posts or in the emails provided in this podcast description box. Thanks for tuning in.